0: radio
1: have a merry christmas have a wonderful
0: christmas i hope you have a wonderful christmas
2: yeah i hope you guys have a wonderful christmas as well merry christmas and let's go brandon let's go
3: brandon i agree oh oh oh
2: So you've had cold water shot up your ass, you don't know nothing. You don't know living, buddy. After nah. that phone call, I was just thinking you're a few fries short of a Happy man. You got to stay in to get it in. You got
3: to pick a harder target.
0: And she's back with food in her mouth. Hopefully that'll keep her busy. I really don't have anything. Like, how would you like to be related to some bona fide white people? Look,
1: I dig All black people sound light when they get excited. Shut up. <laughs>
3: Family. I get it up faster than DV6 can.
2: Then he lied to
0: you. I thought it sucked. I pushed the button. You don't push the button. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, everybody, this is DVRadio.net where we are the professional unprofessionals that being professional by be in this life.
3: No, this is the fucking news. Oh. Yeah. You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net because this is That is how it is right here on WDVRDVRadio.net. It is December 24th, 2021. It's Christmas Eve. This is our Christmas Day Barrett's Talk Special. I am the first dick in your ear, Boner Wood. So it's going to be a hard one tonight. And we've also got Oink and Joining Us. We've not heard them in a while. We got JJ, Joaquin Watai, Dog, and... The man, the myth, the asshole himself, Lamborghini diaper bag, Marquis fucking Davis. How's everybody doing this Christmas no, Eve no, evening?
1: No, no, no one says anything yet. OK, Um, I know I haven't been on the show in a while. I know that I, I get it. I get it. I understand. OK, but you took me out of the intro. You took me out of the intro. You still have grown ass man on the intro. You took me out of the intro. What the fuck? I hate to tell
3: you, but that was a year where you weren't on the show at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's why why you're not in the intro.
1: (laughs) You go back and you find some fucking audio of me being in there. You price me in there somewhere.
3: I actually actually had somebody who had never heard the show before. They heard the intro and they went, oh my God, they actually said racist stuff in your intro. I was like, yeah, I'll put it together. And they went, (gasps) oh. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's like we're
3: family it's not racist if you're not being racist and it's coming from a black man himself
1: <laughs> you know what's funny and i'm, I'm just going to take off the show real quick because i do that um what's funny, <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is that you know i have not been watching any news lately I, I have i have barely been following anything that's been going on in global events and you know the reason why it's because it's boring it has bored me you know, I miss the excitement yep. of Donald Trump. <laughs> I miss it.
3: You know how many people have been saying
1: that? <laughs> Wait, I a year of so voice. many excitements.
3: But yeah, I'm there <laughs> with you. That's that, and the fact that it's the same depressive, monotone bullshit day in, day out, no matter what network you're listening to. It's like, I'm done.
1: I'm it's gonna
3: you. kill us all, so <laughs> and just <laughs> well, so everybody knows just so everybody knows that is live uh bells coming from Marquis Davis's house. Uh we wanted to add that for the uh the emotional aspect of tonight since it is Christmas. It's his fire detector.
1: <laughs> I got I got what? Oh my oh that fire <laughs> detector, my bad. Yeah. Beep. Jingle bells. You know what? Beep. (laughs) Beep. You know, since I am now a professional in the world again, you know, I have a a bona fide career now. Yes,
3: congratulations.
1: Um, Yeah, you know, went from being a shitty radio show host to a uh, bona fide. (laughs) real estate professional here in the great state of georgia if you need your house sold or you want to looking for a house you can always contact me my name is marquis davis uh you can find me at marquis at p no i'm sorry
3: (laughs) (laughs) you mean you went from a shitty underpaid no paid radio (laughs) (laughs) show so uh since we haven't had you had you on and a very long fucking time, as you pointed out, because of the intro. What have you been doing? And, and do you want to talk about, you know, getting into the realty business? Because I know a lot of people probably have no clue that you're in the realty business now.
1: Look, I'm going to let you know right now, if you uh, decide to get into real estate, don't go into real estate broke. I will <laughs> let you know that first time. Um, You will need a lot of help, a lot of help. And, and luckily, I did find that help, you know, and um, I'm a part of a great team. Here in uh, Conyers, there's a jingle bell again, and it's a uh, you know the picky dicky team here. We with Keller Williams, and um, absolutely killing it. You know we're a multi million dollar branch uh, of Keller Williams here in, in Covington, and we sell houses. You know I finally got some under my belt, and I'm ready to kick it and rock it and roll it. And it's hard, it's hard, man. You got to learn all these stupid laws. You got to deal with clients who who have a very particular taste to some who don't care. But then when you go show them a house where they shouldn't care. Now they have very particular taste. You know, you got broke clients. You got clients who take years to buy stuff. I got a client right now. She's been trying to buy a house for about four years. Perfect credit, has all the money in the world, but she has very, very, very particular taste. She wants a master with two showers, two vanities, two tubs, garden, and I said, Well, what's your budget? She said, uh four hundred thousand. I said, Well, that's a two million dollar home right there, my friend. We'll try to find. It. <laughs> and that's what I've been doing for the last six months since I started this, is trying to find her a very particular house. So yeah, it's fun. It's fun.
3: So you do no, take your client's requests and personal, you know, um preferences and all way ahead of anything else, obviously.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, the client is 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 real estate. In reality, it's just building a rapport, sell a house. You know, you 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 become very deep with a lot of these people. You know, you get to learn who their kids are. You see them all the time when you're showing houses. You know, you, you show them 30, 40 houses, which I have done. Oh, my God. You know, you you get to know these people very intimately. You know, I have a client who's, whose husband passed away around Christmas. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to give her a call. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, and good. so it's, it's stuff like that. You you build that rapport with people. You become pretty much a friend. You're selling them the most expensive thing they're going to ever probably buy in their life. So,
3: have you had any clients well, that uh, absolutely adore you, or the exact opposite?
1: Oh yes, <laughs> I have one right now who got upset with me because I told her what um what um 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 um, um, um contingencies were. OK, well, so in real estate, you have a yeah. OK. Oh, oh, yes. So if you got a listening and you don't know what your contingencies are when you're buying a house, you have a certain amount of days to get a clear to close. That means that you your finances and everything are in order and the bank clears you to close on that loan. That's called a financial contingencies. Some banks have 45 days. Some banks can go as low as five days. Some banks can go as low as two days. You know, it all depends on what it looks like. Then you have an appraisal contingency. This is based off of the loan as well. So you have a certain amount of days for this as well. If the appraisal comes in low while you're still under the appraisal contingency, then you can negotiate the price. If the appraisal comes in after your contingency and you haven't done any amendments to extend your contingency, you will pay full listing price. They can take you to court for it. You can't back out of the loan. You cannot back out of that deal then. When you're under contract, it's a lot of little stuff. And it's a lot, it's a lot of shady real estate agents out there. You know, they try to take advantage of newbies like me.
3: So, so what you learn got quick. her upset? It's kind of like
1: an army, you learn quick.
3: What, what got her upset at you for it?
1: Well, because I was telling her, you know, let me ask your lender how many days of contingency do we have for financing because the lower contingency is going to be a more appealing offer in this type of seller's market. Okay. So that means that a seller's market is when you got more, you got a a lot of buyers and not enough sellers. So the price can go crazy how like they did. So I told her that she said, well, let's not help the sellers. I said, we're not helping the sellers. I said, my job is to protect and help you. I can't just put anything because if I just put anything, and your offer goes under contract, then we're stuck at those days that it's at, 28 days, 25 days, whatever days is at. If your bank takes longer or says that they need more time, you are not stuck at that entire price. So she said, and she said, well, seems to me like you're helping the seller. Don't tell the bank anything. I don't want to run the bank off. <laughs> I said, yes, ma'am. And I haven't heard from her since. Both her contracts that she was put, both of her offers that she was putting in did not go through. They did not accept it. So I don't have to deal with her until she texts me again and says, what'd you do? I knew you said something. <laughs> I should have even, said, even yep. said to you.
3: That's what she's going to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. see it. You know,
1: sometimes you want to curse them out because you're giving them sound advice. I'm not trying to hurt you. I don't right. get paid unless you buy a house. So I'm going to be your best friend. <laughs> right. My paycheck is relying on you buying a house.
3: Oh my God. Well, I think what sets you apart from a lot of realtors is the fact that you're like most of us that do the show and, and are, are, are uh, listening. You come from a pretty fucked up background. And we're not saying rich fucked up. We're saying poor as dirt can get <laughs> fucking background.
1: Listen, remember, remember I posted on Facebook that me and my wife had just bought our house. Mm-hmm. Okay, This was back in April. I never ever, my wildest dreams, thought that a poor kid like me, growing up in hotels, motels, and holidays Inns and trailer mm-hmm. parks, would own a two thousand plus square foot house.
3: Right, and that's what I'm saying. You know I what I'm mean, saying? it makes you more humble. You understand what people are going through, and even and, though know, I,
1: share, I share it, I share my right. story with every client I got. I tell them this is how I came up. So I'm going to help you find a house that you like. I'm not just going to throw you in something to get a check. You know, the first thing you say, put an offer in. I'm like, well, did you see this crown mold in here? Right. It's slanted. So why is that slanted? I tell well, the truth. And well, I think that's kind of getting me in trouble sometimes, but I tell the truth.
3: Well, that, that's good. And and, and that'll build a, rep, uh, a a reputation for you through clients. And, and what I was getting at is even though you have to be professional and not get personal, you are being personable with those people because you're putting yourself in their position because you were just in it for how many years growing up and then just recently so i think more realtors that are like you and i i know a couple there's very few that i know and there's very few out there but if there's more like you out there i think honestly the realty business would be so much better and it'd be so much easier on clients um but I'm just happy that you and your family are able to do what you're doing. And finally, after how long? Uh,
1: Yeah. Oh, man, it's been years (laughs) since what, 2015 when I first started doing this?
3: Right. (laughs) You're able to enjoy the spoils of working your ass off and saying, what am I doing this for?
1: Dude, you know, I was just talking to my wife about that today. And, and and that's for any veteran out there that's listening to the sound of my voice. Find something that you enjoy doing. Let's stop being old curmudgeons like the Vietnam vets, like Recoil. You know, we can. <laughs> that was a low blow. <laughs> right.
3: Well, no, you, you, you are on the right track. I mean, I, I'm not going to go into detail, but. I ha- I had to spend a whole weekend with your ass on the phone, a few years yeah. ago. I mean,
1: yeah, dude, I'm just, it was. At a, I was at a low point. Yeah, and I, I share. I tell you everybody I like to be transparent. You know, you if you ever listen to the to that uh, what was the podcast I used to do, true information. You know, I, I'll be pr- transparent. You know, I try to be as open as possible, so that way, someone who may be affected by my story can at least push forward. You know.
3: Yeah, and I mean, this is yeah. 2021, and this was probably 18, 17, 18. 18. When, yeah. When okay. that happened. Right. And to have come from that to what you are now in three years. And I remember that conversation like it was yesterday. Cause we were on the phone almost two hours. Um, and we did, we talked about what am I doing this for? Why have I, you know, what have I done wrong and et cetera, et cetera. Everything all you out there listening think about when you're sitting by yourself and, and you're bored and you get depressed and you go down your little dark tunnel, we had that discussion, Marquis and me, Marquis had these thoughts like seriously. And to have turned his life around in that way, in a mental way in a in a mental capacity way and see where he's at now Jesus fuck, brother. I'm so fucking proud of you. Uh you, you don't well, even know.
1: I, I want people to understand that that if you reach out, you're not being weak. Mm-hmm. All right. If you call somebody, they're not gonna make fun of you, I promise you. I promise you. That was my biggest fear was they're just gonna make fun of me. You well know. I don't
3: know. Well Mark. More- Marquis also tried to pull the uh the, the the bait and switch tactic where he tells me what he thinks I want to hear and then I'm like and I straight up said and I don't know if you remember <laughs> I straight up said look I'm not playing this I'm okay suicidal bullshit said tell me what's really on your fucking mind. I literally you, do,
1: you do have to be persistent like that. <laughs> yep. You gotta be persistent because you can feel it. I mean shit. Yep. You can feel it. And when you feel it, you gotta be persistent. Trust me. You know, I was just last year, 2020, had a soldier of killer cell, Didn't find out until a Facebook post. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I've always tried to tell my old so I mean, my soldier. I mean, this this dude was under me, you know. And so when I try to tell soldiers, man, if y'all need me, call me. I'm always here. Send me a text, something. I don't care. Just call me. You know, my old chief uses the same thing. Right now, if I called him right now on this Zoom call, he'd be on here probably clowning me. <laughs> and But he know I was okay. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So, well, yeah, talk. Do not be afraid to talk. But other than that, man, I miss all you guys, but I got to go do daddy stuff.
3: Well, I was going to say it's probably time <laughs> for you to go play Chocolate Santa. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that has two connotations. That's Chocolate Santa. boom, <laughs>
3: But it's great to have you on for a few (laughs) minutes. We missed the fuck out of you. Like I said, me and Recoil were talking about you just the other evening. Hope you can come back more often. Maybe do something with us from time to time. We love you, brother. I'll
1: try to come back more often. I I can make time for that.
3: I got you. Uh, We love you, brother. Give all the kids and your wife a hug for us. Tell her we uh, love them and miss Mm. your ass. You need to get your ass back home. Anyway.
1: Hey, I miss y'all too, man. Let Joaquin Watai know that I was up there in his nation at the <laughs> casino gambling. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little upset that you were close by, you little fucker.
0: That's
3: what <laughs> Listen, I said.
1: I saw the sign that said go to Mount Airy. And I said, I know somebody that in Mount Airy. And my wife told me to shut the hell up. So I just <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> 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 Listen, I'll talk to y'all later.
3: Merry Christmas, brother. Merry,
1: Merry Christmas, Joaquin.
3: So, I was getting ready to intertwine J.J. and Marquis, but Marquis obviously couldn't stay on any longer, and I know J.J. is going to get off soon, but um, how are you guys doing, J.J.?
0: humbug.
2: (laughs) I second that.
3: Will you be playing Santa Claus this evening?
0: No, I'm not, I'm not Santa Claus. I'm 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 his grumpy younger brother, JJ. I'm the guy that delivers the coal. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, speaking of tonight, you guys are watching a traditional Christmas movie. I heard.
0: Well, I just got informed that uh, we will probably be watching uh, other traditional Christmas movies, not the greatest Christmas movie of all time. I'll have to watch that by myself in the morning, I guess. And if you don't know, there are two kinds of people in this world. Those who think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie and those who are wrong.
3: <laughs> you know, it's a disservice to all things Christmas to not watch that on Christmas Eve.
0: It's not. It's not Christmas until Hans uh, Gruber falls off the Nakatomi Tower.
1: I mean, come on.
3: I'm waiting for those posts. I'm waiting. It'll be about midnight when it happens.
2: <laughs> oh let me! But uh, and my lovely wife actually got me a sweatshirt that says "Die Hard" is a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they, work.
3: They used silicone gel for the glass in that movie, and every time I see it, I still can't help but cringe because that fucking sound of the glass crunching when he walks over it, I'm just like, I don't care if it's gel or not. The sound alone of him walking barefoot on glass makes me want to scream. <laughs> <laughs> um, How's everything with uh, What's High Woodworking?
1: Uh, well,
0: I mean... <clears throat> I make stuff round. <laughs> <laughs> I, this year has been hard. Nobody's yep. buying anything. Nobody's shopping. It's, uh, you know, the, the economy is fucking upside down and backwards. And and uh, nobody's buying shit. And it's been really hard. Let me ask but you. At the same time. Yeah, go ahead.
3: I was just going to say, let me ask you this pertaining to. Uh, the state of the world that we've had for basically two, um, over two years now. Um, Do you think, because I've seen this said by some people, and and it's people on our level, you know, small businesses, independents and all. Um, Do you think that since we basically had a full lockdown for, what was it, a year, that people got too much of online shopping and they're just wanting to shop outside of, of of online right now out of the virtual world and it'll pick back up eventually. Or how, how do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I am, I am torn. Online shopping probably saved a lot of people's lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the, the, the rapidity with which Walmart went from, uh, You know, they've always had online shopping, but the rapidity with which they went from uh, going into the store that's severely limited to they'll do the shopping for you and you pick it up in the parking lot to uh, them actually delivering groceries. That Mm -hmm. happened in the span of about seven months. And that was Herculean. The problem is mom and pop businesses couldn't do that. Right. And so you know, and there are places. Uh, there are places like uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Grumpy Baker uh, out of uh, Oregon. He's he's in Oregon somewhere, who just absolutely refused. He refused to shut his shop. He refused to require masks. He refused. Is that,
3: to- is that the thing. bread guy?
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. And you know what? He has been traveling all across the United States talking to small business owners for the past couple of months. And in the, the state with some of the most draconian lockdown still still has ridiculous and scientifically proven wrong, stupid measures in place, right? Oregon. Hmm. Uh, he managed not only to stay open, but to beat court cases because they tried to arrest him. They tried to do all kinds of shit. Uh, and, and he stood up against communist governor Kate Brown uh and uh and one and still has a business and still open and has i I'm, i've watched video of him physically chasing osha out of his shop telling them to leave that they had no business there and uh they said well you have to have a sign that says the master required he says i do have a sign and then he walks the lady out to the front front uh, of his shop and he goes here it is and she says that's the american flag and he said yep that's my sign get out <laughs> And I'm just sitting here going. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there are some small businesses that just said, fuck that, you're not going to kill us. And and that's wonderful. The problem is, the media did such a good job of scaring everybody that they are few and far between. And um, I think a lot of people think that I mean, I have stuff in the gallery downtown in Lexington. And I sold two two items, and that was in September uh, October, right? You know, and uh, and that's it. I sold two items. I mean, I mean that's I just that's just ridiculous. Stop! Will you idiots quit?
3: <laughs> Other than dogs. obviously the the harsh economical blow that everybody took, and and like like I said, the overwhelming amount of online shopping. Um, I feel like so many people like you said they're just tired of all the rigmarole and the bullshit and they just want to enjoy it for a moment and they're not realizing that hey there's still small businesses out there and independents like us that still need your business and it's not at their fault really because they are groomed just like everything else in society to go to the first big thing and the most trendy thing. Right. And I mean, handmade stuff is not trendy right now. Like it was, you know, right before the pandemic or during the pandemic for that.
0: matter. Well, I mean, yes and no. I think, right. I think handmade stuff is fairly trendy. Here's the, here's the, Hey, let me get in the other room. Uh, Nevermore just pulled up and they will be being idiots you good? Uh let me get in the office here. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's part of the problem is our economy has shit the bed. Mm-hmm. The lockdowns everything crank the prices up, right? Well, guess what? Shipping. Uh, for example, you know this, shipping is almost doubled Yep. From using the post office. It is yep. almost doubled. So, how does the small businessman, the craftsperson, how do we deal with that? We well, only not, have one way.
3: Not only are the prices basically doubled, like you said, the times have lowered to such drastic timing. Oh, it's yeah. in fucking possible to say, okay, trust your tracking number. This is when it'll be. Because yeah. you can't sit there and say, yeah. I can have it to you two weeks after I'm done like we could two or three years ago. We cannot do that no. at all anymore. Yeah.
0: Well, and so how does and how, and how do we, the small craftsmen, how do we handle the fact that all our expenses have doubled? All our expenses have doubled. We only have one choice: to raise yep. our prices. Yep. And so something that you know, a bowl that I might have been able to sell for eighty-five dollars last year, in order to even come close to even, I have to sell for one hundred twenty-five to one hundred and forty dollars this year. And I'm still dancing on the edge of losing money. And if I have to order wood, don't get me started. Yep. Prices for for exotics since last year have almost tripled. Yep. And so I mean, uh,
3: uh, it's like some of my stuff. I, I I had problems finding glue there for almost eight months. Finally, they got some in stock. And I know this sounds trivial to some of you, but. Most of my work relies on paints and glue and I use a, a certain type of super glue and what I was paying before the pandemic, which was two sixty eight, I believe for a pretty big amount. There was like 15 or 20 in a pack increased over double that when they came back in stock. And it's only increased in small increments since then. I think it's almost six dollars now just for that same amount. My brushes—I yeah. just got a uh, a couple packs of brushes the other day, um, which luckily I had a discount and I took advantage of it. Um, normal price right now for these brushes are eighty bucks, and I was like, oh my god, I can't get those. I am fucked. And I just happened to have a discount and they were having a sale. So I put it together and I basically got them for like 30 bucks a piece. So, but it is, yeah. it, it's like you said, we have to compensate for it. Whereas Walmart and J and all them, they don't, they can eat most of these costs, but on that same token, they're slowly increasing and, and decreasing volume. What you get just like, Look at your Jif peanut butter jars today, as opposed to the 1990s. <laughs> you're yeah. paying this, yeah. you're paying more for less than what you got in the 90s. And it still says, by volume, this is how much you get, And it's, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it just, and you know, uh, it's been, well, for the last year, the media has worked really hard to normalize the fact that everything is costing us so much more, mm-hmm. which is absolute bullshit. And, and I have seen they,
3: where they said it was a good thing for poor people. Fuck. What the fuck? Yeah. how is it a good thing that
0: uh, that five pounds of hamburger went from you know nine or ten dollars to fucking twenty five dollars? Right. That's not a good thing. I mean, meat prices are are stupid. It's almost to the point where, well, you know what? I'll risk a I'll risk a fucking. Uh, I was getting arrested by the fucking game warden for poaching. Well, well, speaking, I food on, the table, speaking you
3: know? on, you know, all these things that we've been talking about, did you guys have any trouble finding stuff for, for Christmas for, for each other or, you know, people that you're buying presents for?
0: Uh, I made everything I got. Okay. Okay. I, I made everything. I just, um, you know, some things I can still get in, in, Although it more expensive, uh things like pen kits and stuff like that. But even those prices, just simple things like pen kits, even those prices have increased.
3: Yeah, I um, noticed that I got an email from that place and, that that I got yeah, your starter kit yeah. from and I looked yeah, at what I had right I had place. invested in for your starter and then I seen what they are charging now. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck?
0: Yeah, no, 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 they're not kidding you. And thankfully I have I, we have to move at the end of the school year so uh i have been doing my best to burn through my uh stock my wood so thankfully i have wood on hand i don't have exotics i've used up all my exotics but i have wood on hand so that i can make some very nice things because i'm trying to use it all up anyway but anyway. um when it comes time when i you know when someone says hey i want a cocobolo pen I got to charge them an extra $30 because Coco Bolo pen blanks have tripled in price. And uh, it's just, uh, for example, um, the three cornered bowl out of uh, uh, Camphor Burl I have, that chunk of Camphor last year for two eight by eight cubes of Camphor, I think it was about $78 or $80. That same piece of Camphor this year, about a month and a half, two months ago was $140 for the exact same piece of wood. Jesus Um, Christ. Yeah. And I can't, the the wood was purchased last year when it was a lower price. So I, I, I can't in good conscience charge this year's price for that bowl. And as it is, because of the time, and work that it took on that bowl, that's a $400 bowl. But if I charged the wood price, it'd be almost $600 for that bowl.
3: And you know, it's funny. It's funny because if you, me and, and recoil have been planning to work together and make monkey balls media basically since Mm -hmm. I got on with DV and we have to buy a shit ton of software and hardware. You name it, we have to buy it. And I was mm-hmm. looking at some software the other day that I've been eyeing for quite a few years, and now I wish I'd gotten it when I first came across it. The price of mm-hmm. this piece of software went up $150, making it like 600 bucks. Yeah. And people are like, but it's only software. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> People don't realize everything. I don't care if it's a book. Everything has increased on some level.
0: Unless, yeah. Uh, and and that's just unless it's mass distributed and mass produced in sweatshops in Southeast Asia. Yep. They're still cranking it out at the same rate. You know.
3: Sorry. They're, that's, just, they're
0: still cranking it out at the same rate. So, Betsy
3: just said she's hosting a Christmas party-ish.
0: Because
3: <laughs> uh, I asked her what well, she's doing.
0: Well, uh, I hate to come in and, and I really, you know, I sound like I have an axe to grind. the The other side of the coin of people not buying things is that I have been able to focus on technique. Yeah. And yeah. my my and i really don't want to sound egotistical here but my skills are increasing and improving and i can see a difference in what i make now versus what i made four months ago versus what i made a year ago mm-hmm. and um so you know one thing that, that that all this bullshit in spite of all this shit, is uh i am not stopping learning yeah and uh in fact i just got turned on to another new well not new but to another turner whose work is on youtube and i can learn from and uh uh so i'm going to be embarking on some more adventures in multi-axis turning and learning some new techniques and skills and so at least i'm developing a catalog i guess of new techniques and skills
3: i'm in right in
0: spite of not being able to sell anything
3: i'm right there <laughs> you with you. with entwined chaos monkey balls media i'm right there with you um i can't tell you how many new things and techniques i've i've learned for editing not just audio but video and, and imagery and then painting techniques that excuse me i i've I've been doing since I could remember The the shading and the highlighting I am, I can tell such a difference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and that's
0: just it. You know what, with people not ordering a lot, that leaves me free to turn a lot of whatever I want. Right. So of course that's going to give me opportunity to grow and expand.
3: Exactly. Um, so, speaking well, of, yeah. of your woodworking and all that, um what would you like to say to everybody listening where can they go do you have any specials running all that good stuff
0: well you know because of the increase in shipping and because the post office since what october have been saying yeah. shipping is going to be a nightmare this year shipping is going to be a nightmare this year i ran my christmas sale uh the last half of november and into the first uh, half of december so um my Christmas sale uh it has been over for for a couple of weeks. Okay. But I think I'm going to do a 25% off sale tomorrow and tomorrow only on the website and see if I can unload something. Um to make room because my living room is full. I've got about 40 pieces in my living room okay. right now, just piled everywhere. So, and I wanna, I do have to sign off and go go participate in, in the watching of the movies, but uh, I do wanna tell a quick, I guess, feel good story. So, uh, I sold a small bowl a $35, just a little six inch catch all bowl on November 5th or I shipped it, it was like November 4th or November 5th. And I shipped it November 5th. This, I'm sorry, December 5th. And the and the client emailed me yesterday and said, I never got my bull. Thank God I put the tracking number in the PayPal invoice. And so I, uh, you know, I, I tracked it. I sent the client the tracking number and I said, it was delivered on the 10th. And uh, they said, well, We must have got our, I must have had my first porch porch pirate. And so I said, just pay me, just pay me 10 bucks for shipping and I'll replace it. And I have a, I have a natural edge bowl right here. That'll only work as a catch-all. And they said, that's not necessary. And they paid me a hundred dollars above and beyond the bowl that that was stolen, that they'd already paid me for. So that was actually pretty like that just restored my faith in humanity for about 43 seconds. You know, it was pretty nice to get that. Uh, we needed it. It immediately went to the gas tank and groceries. And, uh, we, uh, I mean, it was just, it just blew my mind that this person after not getting their piece through no fault of my own was gracious enough to say, well, I, I'm not going to make you replace it free. And, Bought another piece for far more than it was priced at, so that was that's pretty absolutely cool. That was like nice. a, little, a little mini Christmas, Christmas miracle. So
3: obviously, I hate their stuff got stolen or lost or, or whatever it may be, but just that alone is that's beautiful. I love that.
0: That was pretty. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. I, and we needed it. Like I was trying to figure out if we were going to have you know um, mac and cheese with our Christmas dinner or <laughs> gas in the tank because we couldn't have both so that was uh but that shit that's where it's at now because uh devastator has to go to school and nevermore has to go to work we're now to the point where we're trying to decide whether or not it's more cost effective for her to stop working because the gas prices are so high yeah uh, because we only have the one vehicle so i have to drop him at school come back take her to work come back pick him up from school come back and then later that night make another round trip to her job. So that's, uh, what 34 miles. So 68 miles a day. Whereas it's just one round trip if he's off from school. So she can drive herself.
3: What is that? Close to a tank a day?
0: Not a tank a day. No, I get, uh, I get between 16 and 18 miles per gallon. So it's a tank a week.
3: Okay. That's but still, a, tank a
0: week right now that's 80 that's 80 bucks a week
3: yeah i was gonna say that's yeah. still astronomical
0: yeah it's just getting stupid i mean gas has increased in price by 150 percent since this time last year that's 100%. undeniable and thanks brandon you motherfucker
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well idiot. give nevermore our wishes and i well, i'm sorry you know what
0: this is a tough time it, this is i mean uh you know the anniversary of my trauma literally starts uh december 25th that's when the tsunami hit in southeast asia and uh the entire month of january i was in sumatra and uh i this is just a rough time of year you know so i i i hate that i sound grouchy and there's some good mm-hmm. things happening but at the same time man fuck
3: you're good, brother. Probably I shit, mean,
0: you
3: know, I, I, our listeners who aren't, uh, uh, arrogant and ignorant, um, know that you're not being.
0: I, I really don't want to sound anything. like the grouchy old curmudgeon, but yeah, God damn it, I'm a grouchy
3: old curmudgeon. I mean, <laughs> most of it's in good fun. And, and like I said, I think most of our listeners understand oh, that us that host the show have our own dealings and we can come off a little too, overbearing at times, but it's not, you know, towards them or anything. It's, it's just this time of year. I mean, it happens a few times a year for all of us, but, uh, you always know we're all here for you. If y'all need anything, I'm just a phone call or right away. I I love you guys. You know, that I'll do
0: anything for you at the drop of the dime. Uh, I know, man. And I appreciate it. Merry Christmas. All you motherfuckers.
3: Merry Christmas. Dick. Have a
0: decent decent Christmas. And uh, I'll holler at y'all soon.
3: All right. We love you, brother. So Oink, Mr. Winterland living himself. How you doing?
2: Not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. I'm um, enjoying the nice peaceful evening tonight because tomorrow the outlaws come over. I mean in laws come over. So <laughs> we're enjoying the peace and quiet tonight.
3: Uh just so everybody knows, it's me and Oink now. Google Six Recoil. They're obviously not coming on. Um they're all doing their thing. Uh so we're going to cut it at uh, nine o'clock. That's twenty one hundred for everybody. I'm sorry but we cannot struggle another hour just as it's not, no, it's not happening.
2: It hasn't been much happening for us to to continue on for another hour and a half.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to stay on with you guys. I know Oink wants to stay on with you guys, but it, we don't plan shows. Um, that's what makes our shows so unique. Um, Sometimes we'll come up with topics, and sometimes we have things we want to talk about, you know, talking points and stuff. But uh, other than that, tonight was just get together with you all to spend Christmas Eve, and whatever happened, happened. And uh, <laughs> we we know we will struggle for an hour. We're probably going to struggle for the next at least 15 minutes, probably 18 minutes after I get something talking and Oink Speaks. Um, but, um, <laughs> <coughs> but, uh, we, we do love each and every one of you and, and we absolutely tremendously are grateful and appreciative of every last listener. I don't care if you listen live, you listen to us on podcast. you're a new listener, you're an old listener. Um, and those of you that support us monetarily, I, I can't appreciate you enough, um, Yeah, times are hard. I get it. Uh, But if you can, you know, buy a shirt, you know, here and there or whatever, donate or or however you can support us. um, It it would help us tremendously. Um, I haven't bought anything for DV Radio in quite a while, Uh, but (laughs) bills still need to be paid. Um, So, yeah, that 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 little chunk of change we got is going down a little bit every day. (laughs) I just got like three fucking payment approves the other day and I was like, Oh my fucking God. Um, you know, $10 here, $20 there. It adds up quick. But, uh, thank you all. Seriously. Um, from the bottom of my heart, everybody at DV radio, DV farm. Um, seriously, fucking it's, this is 2021. I started in 2015. The latter of two thousand fifteen and I cannot believe I'm still here. Um not in a bad way at all. It's just every time I've gotten on somewhere, it might last two years, <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> I mean, hell, my military career was cut short. Thank you, Crohn's in Iraq. Um, so it, it it's uh I don't know. it's doing something for this long is new to me honestly it really is it honestly truthfully is i've never done anything this long for other people i guess i should say on this scale especially for this long so it's thank you thank you for being with us and continuing to be with us and if you do share our podcast, thank you. If you don't, fuck you. I uh, um,
2: mean that most of the same way.
3: Right? Uh, <laughs> and I don't know what happened there for a few podcasts. It went from... And and these numbers aren't right. I'm going to tell you right now these numbers aren't right because the way Apple fucking gives out ratings and, and listens is bullshit because I told you 50 people listen to one tablet in one day. Don't know how that happened. Um, but... Our numbers on Podbean, what Podbean gives me, went from like almost 200 to basically 50 and 25 for like three or four podcasts back to back to back. And I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know if it's where they were updating their systems or what. Now they're back to average numbers. Um, But on a guesstimation, we get anywhere from two to 5,000 depending on the show and all. Um, And people are like, how do you know that? Because of past podcasts. Um, (laughs) We don't do trends. We don't do bandwagons. And we've not done politics in a long time. So if you don't want to be here because you want to hear some of that, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm actually happy. (laughs) But uh, oink. I've asked everybody else. What's 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 going on, man? Christmas and Christmas Eve and family and
2: yada, yeah, yeah, like that's what that's what I enjoy most about Christmas is getting together with family. I, I could give a shit less about gifts, to be honest with you. That's that's the one thing I think that upsets me the most about Christmas is that when you go back to work, the first thing out of people's mouths are, "What'd you get for Christmas?" or "What'd you get your wife for?" It's not about the gifts, folks. I mean, to me, it's not. To me, it's not. But uh, yeah, tonight's just uh, us, you know our little family here and then tomorrow the in-laws come over and get my daughter and her boyfriend get to come out and you know we get to all get together do a little gift exchange and all that good stuff and then sit around and watch football or you know whatever later but it's you know about the time you know letting the little guy i mean obviously he's nine years old so it's his his time that he remembers, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's all about him. And of course he gets spoiled, fucking rotten from his sisters and brother (laughs) and everybody else. So he's, yeah, he's a little spoiled, needless to say, but that's what happens. I guess when you're young, you're the youngest.
3: Well, any uh, Christmas traditions (laughs) you guys are going to be partaking in tonight?
2: Not tonight. Uh, The wife and I will be up until, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning wrapping stuff. Uh,
3: So that's one tradition. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that's true. Most of the stuff is still out in the garage hidden. So, uh, yeah, we got to sneak that up and then wrap everything and then sneak it back downstairs. So, but it'll be a little easier this year because we moved the little man from uh, right next to our bedroom down to his brother, which is the floor below us. So. Yeah, it would be a little easier getting stuff underneath the tree versus trying to sneak it out the hallway. And he's <laughs> sneaking out himself trying to peek. <laughs>
3: um, as JJ alluded to, they're watching some traditional Christmas movies. Are you guys going to be yeah. doing that tonight or tomorrow?
2: I have no idea. I just go with the flow. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to rock, anyways, man. The wife oh, wants to, watch, <laughs> wants to you know, watch the movies and the, Bruce Willis, by all means, put, put on the series. I don't care.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah, people are always asking me, What are you doing for Christmas? What are you doing for Christmas? Um, it's basically just another day for Bo.
2: <laughs> yep. But of course what it is here too. Like I said, the only thing is different that we get the family together and we actually, you know, sit down and eat a meal together and shoot the shit a little bit. So
3: And you know, it's it's not that I say that in a bad way, just I don't go out because it's so exhausting and hurtful on my body. So I'm not going to go see my aunt or my mom's in law or anything like that. I'm just going to sit here. I do this every year since I've been like this. So would it be nice to have little kids running around opening presents? You're damn right. Two o'clock in the goddamn morning. Santa came. Santa came. I just laid in bed. (laughs) I just laid the fuck down. Um, I, I remember that, man, me and my brother growing up. Every year it got earlier, we would wake up every single year. One year it was nine. The next year it was eight. The next year it was seven, like it, an hour each year. One year he woke up at four o'clock and oh, went and woke my mom up. And mama said, no, you're going back to bed. We'll, we'll all get up in a minute. He sat there on the couch and he had to have been up for a few hours. Um, but he finally fell asleep before she woke up. But as soon as she started making coffee, he woke back up. And this is like seven in the morning. And he was so happy she was okay. up. Can I open presents now, Bobby? Can we? Can we? <clears throat> yeah, I guess. Four o'clock, though. Four fucking <laughs> o'clock in the morning. What's the earliest your kids ever woke you up, man?
2: Oh, geez. Like I said, he snuck out a couple times at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning when we're trying to wrap presents and shit. And then other times when we're trying to stick them underneath the tree, you know, she's. A master at tetris so she's putting all these things in there certain ways a certain you know how she wants them to pull them out from underneath there and <laughs> yeah so we, we've been up to four or five o'clock in the morning and then come in and get maybe three hours of sleep before lucky <laughs> before he gets up and then wants to wants to open gifts and stuff but uh i guess it is another i guess you could say tradition is we wait for everybody to get here before we start opening gifts so Right. Anticipation kills him. So he's, he's, he's making us get on the phone and text everybody. I'm up. I'm up. Everybody come over. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um,
2: it's quite comical. Sometimes
3: you guys got any family get togethers like big Christmas m- meals or just there at the house or.
2: I uh, just here at the house. Like I said, the, the wife's parents moved up here about two years after we did. Uh, it was just too far from you know Pennsylvania for them to be away from their grandbaby. So they moved up here. Um, of course my mom she lives with me now after dad passed away so yeah they got both grandparents up here and you know my sister-in-law you know know, i could live without Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but other than that no i mean it's just uh the family we have up here in alaska pretty much gets together and uh like i said has uh, meals and stuff like that together on my big holidays anyway
3: (laughs) well uh i do hope you guys get to enjoy it and have some fun, and obviously stay safe. And, um, but uh, we got a sponsor, and we don't praise him enough. Um, I wish there was more I could do for him. I really do. But with social media killing our reach, and obviously nobody sharing our podcasts, um,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> not too many new people know about Bar soap code do they like
2: probably not you know if you haven't listened to the show for a while or even frag out drag out or a repeat of those um uh, yeah we haven't mentioned uh chris over there Bar soap company in a while but uh he's making some fantastic products folks and i'm not saying that because he's paying us i mean <laughs> i've actually used it having it in my shower right now um the wife or her favorite scent that uh, she likes on me is whiskey and bad decisions um i kind of like the napalm in the am so you know each their own but there's tons of varieties over there all natural and and, you know like i said it's another veteran company that that helps us it helps you so of course we're going to talk them up i mean that's that's a given and i actually got to meet him this summer so that was even better you know what i mean so real down to earth guy loves to play jokes i mean just a typical veteran through and through so you know, hats off to Chris and everything he's doing over at k Soap Company. And trust me, they make great Christmas products or presents and stuff like that. And of course, I know it's a little late for that now, but uh, think of that in the future. Because, uh, yeah, he's got some, like I said, products over there that are, will just change your world. I mean, I'm not using any other soap besides that. So that'll tell you something.
3: That's one yeah. a shower
2: you know, once a month.
3: yeah i'm right there with you i don't use a bar soap uh because of my situation so i use a different kind of stuff because it helps with my skin but i use his knife hands i use all of his uh, beard treatment stuff i use absolutely nothing else and i can tell you from experience both of them are fucking phenomenal whether you're getting soap beard care the uh hand treatment, I don't care what you get from K-Bar, you are going to be satisfied. Um you're gonna look at the price you're gonna be, oh my God, I can get blah 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 for half the price. Yeah, go for it. Guarantee you're not gonna get the same results. Um
2: Yeah the quality of the other stuff is just not there, folks. I mean you can tell that it was like mass produced if you know what I'm saying.
3: Exactly. I religiously used uh, O'Keeffe's for years and years and years. I religiously used badass beard care. I hate both of those products. I absolutely despise them. Because after so long, they seem to stop working. So you have to use more of the same stuff that you've been using. The same products. You have to use more of that product each time now. Um, With K-Bar, it's not the case. Because it's all natural. I hate using that terminology but it's there's no additives there's no chemicals there's nothing added to it it's all stuff you can go out into your garden pick up and and fucking make yourself if you absolutely want to um what you're basically paying for is his labor that's what you're fucking paying and his research. Because this motherfucker right here, this goddamn Marine <laughs> is a researching goddamn some bitch, let me tell you. I thought I was a research fucking hog. This motherfucker. Chris, if you're listening, tell me how the fuck you research so damn well. Because I need to learn your techniques, <laughs> master. Um, seriously, go to K-Bar Soap Co. That's K-Bar Soapco.com. Check them out. Tell them you heard about them on DV Radio. Express your gratitude for his sponsorship of DV Radio. I'm not going to tell you the amount. It's not big, it's not little, but it pays a few bills and we get through the month. And I cannot express our appreciation to Chris enough. Him, his family. I want to cry.
2: <sighs> and he does take criticism, of folks, too, because yep. you now he's changed the, uh, yep. with his readily at
3: mm-hmm. least
2: once or twice now because of comments that people have made and not rude comments. They were just like, hey, you know, maybe it was a little too rough on their skin or something. Yeah. So he changes it up. I mean, that's the kind of guy that he is. You know, he's going to listen. And if that's what his customers want, that's what they're going to get. And you
3: have to realize Chris's <laughs> test audience is himself and people like us, his friends. His family, um, people he's met through networking, and a lot of them will give him real constructive criticism. But most of oh, yeah, man, this is great. Put this product out because they're assholes. (laughs) (laughs) But if you see something that's wrong, if something isn't up to par with you, let him know. Don't be a dick. Don't be an asshole. It's constructive criticism. Say, hey. I didn't like the smell of the Viking because maybe it could use a little this and less of this or or the the knife hands is blah 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 Let me tell you right now that goddamn! If you touch that knife hands, Chris, I will personally come to South fucking Carolina and beat your ass. I don't care how much pain and exhaustion I go through before I will make it a point to take a bottle of muscle relaxers before I kick your ass. I will (laughs) kick your ass. Um, yeah, because I I have horrible skin conditions, especially with the prednisone and Crohn's. Um, my prednisone makes me break out. I've actually shown oink the, the blotches that my arms have on them and they're reddish blotches. And it looks almost like, uh, uh, is it, uh,
2: yeah. dermatitis, Something something. like
3: that. Uh, what's the stuff on the cheeks? Roger. Is that what it's called?
2: I think, I think so. Yeah.
3: It's the, it's the, it's the red disease skin thing that you get on your cheeks. It almost looks like that, but it's on my arms and it gets hot, and it doesn't itch, but it's irritating. I know that sounds hypocritical in of itself, but it really is. And I know you guys are like, okay, he's talked about K-Bar for three minutes. That's how good K-Bar Soap Co. fucking is. Like, I only use their products for, for keeping the shit down my dry skin. I use it in my hair. I use it in my beard. I use it on my chest. I use it not going to tell you other places I use it because you don't need to know that because you're not my girlfriend and you don't need to hear that. But I use it all over my body. Okay. Kmart Soap Co. Ditch the bar. Grab the grenade. Kmartsoapco.com. Anyway, where can people go, oink, if they're feeling down, they just need to talk to somebody or they need to get some stuff off their chest? There's a ton of resources and there's one we work closely with personally
2: there there is a ton of resources folks and you get our keep in mind this time of year is not the best time of year for for some folks and we get it we really do um everybody has their demons and their struggles but if you need to reach out please do objectivezero.org or you know look for a google play or the android device apple store you know They have their free apps and they are a great resource. Trust me, you can reach out to any ambassador at any time of the day or night. And again, you can reach out from your geographical location or go search from where you're from. If you're from shithole Illinois like I'm from, go search (laughs) back in Illinois and there's somebody there that you'd much rather talk to that's up and awake. By all means, do it. Search by MOS. Search by, you know, the the branch of service you came from. It's there, folks. And there's plenty of people out there that care and do want to help. So if you need help, and talk about anything, whatever it is, financial struggles. Trust me, there will be an ambassador out there that knows a resource that you don't know about. They can assist you. So, if you guys are struggling and you need to talk to somebody, objective zero, check them out.
3: Yes, uh, guys, girls, w- whatever you identify as, I don't want to, you know, judge. I don't judge. I'm probably the most least judgmental person you'll meet in your entire life. Oh, speaking but-
2: of which, did you hear about the Air Force? what we are allowed now to use hims and hers and and pronouns in our uh, signature blocks for official email for the air Force oh isn't that special
3: <laughs> like i saids not not gonna...
2: a helicopter <laughs> uh...
3: <laughs> like i said i'm not gonna judge them keep my mouth shut air there's, Force a few, people. Th- there's a few <laughs> listeners i talk to on a personal basis that knows what i'd say but i' I really don't judge, but my mind wants to say some stuff and I'll just, anyway, (laughs) I hope you all have enjoyed your Christmas Eve and your Christmas week, your holidays, whatever you celebrate. I'm not going to go down the list because there's two goddamn motherfucking many. And if you worship the spaghetti monster, I hope you got some wonderful spaghetti this year. I really do. Uh, be safe tonight, tomorrow, Whatever you do this Christmas holiday or your holidays, um, enjoy it. Seriously, uh, I don't care if you're in celebrating it with somebody or alone. Enjoy it, even if you've got to get online and talk to somebody. Enjoy it. it it's. I said it's another day, but I'm gonna enjoy it because I'm gonna work my ass off because I, I like doing my shit. Um. <laughs> Mike, any last words for our listeners this Christmas Eve on 2021?
2: Nope. I think you said it best earlier. We do appreciate each and every single one of you. Uh, Thank you. uh, And uh, Merry Christmas.
3: Yep. Um, Mayhem wanted us to talk about New Year's resolutions earlier. We're probably going to have a New Year's show like we do every year. That'll be at uh, December 31st. Probably start around 10 and go until midnight. And then we'll... And shortly after midnight, uh, hopefully there's enough people to be on with us. If times change on the post, you know why. Be sure you listen to the podcast when it comes out. Just so you know, in case you do miss a podcast for Marky Davis, who dropped out at 15 after Mr. JJ, who dropped out at 20 till and oink and myself and all of D V and D V Radio and D V farm. Thank you for joining us this Christmas Eve, December 24th, 2021, here on Barrett's Talk. Until the next time, Fox Seckles. Uh bye bye. I I yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Bye bye. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter.
3: That's
2: all, bro. Goodbye, motherfucker! TV Radio.